Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cedar and Cypress Podcast. I'm Liv. And I'm Allison. And welcome back. Happy Sunday, guys. Wherever you are in the world, you might not be listening to this on a Sunday, (laughs) but it comes out on Sunday. So happy Sunday, guys. We're going to be talking about something that's very near and dear to both Allison and I's heart, hearts. There's not just one. Um, we're going to be talking about just um, encouragement for daily life. Um, so we just kind of wanted to talk about this topic because it's something that we've both experienced on a personal basis uh, in our lives. Just sometimes life feels a little bit monotonous and every day kind of feels the same and we just f- start to feel kind of discouraged or purposeless, um, you know, especially when there's no mixing up of our routines and it just mm-hmm. seems like we're doing the same thing. We do, you know, we wake up, we go to work, we come home, we make dinner, we go to bed, we wake up, we go to work, um, you know, living for the weekend kind of mindset. So we kind of just wanted to dive into this a little bit more and talk about, um, you know, what we can do in the moments where we just feel kind of low about this. We just feel kind of discouraged. Um, and also just how we can ultimately find purpose and meaning in everyday mm-hmm. life, even when we're not doing uh, the things that we want to be doing or when we're not exactly where we want to be in this season of our own lives. Yeah. But before we jump into all of that, um, Allison, what was the best part of your week? So the best part of my week was Friday evening uh, last weekend. So my husband went to go visit his brother who lives about an hour away since he was just hanging out with him and staying overnight. So he had left probably mid afternoon. So I essentially had the whole house to myself, had no plans, which for an introvert like me, no plans are like the best plans, just an open schedule. You don't have to be anywhere. Nobody needs you to be anywhere. <laughs> so I door dashed myself sushi and just watched like a whole bunch of the episodes of the Mandalorian because I was rewatching through. <laughs> I've seen the the show through before, but I just I watched like four or five episodes. So those are each like 40 minutes long. So I had a good time just with my sushi with my TV show on Friday. Yes. Honestly, I think sometimes you just need nights like that. Like you just need to chill sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I find on Friday nights especially, like my mindset is always like, okay, well, it's Friday night. So now I have to like do something. I have to go out to dinner or be with friends or like something because I'm finally done with work for the week and it's the weekend. But honestly, on Friday nights, I tend to just be so exhausted yeah. <laughs> from the entire week. Me too. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so like, if I am going to do something, I feel like I have to rally to like get a second mm-hmm. wind, but that sounds yeah. awesome. I just try to do stuff Saturday instead of plan stuff Friday night because I know I'll That's be fair, so yeah. I won't be fun to hang out with because I'll just be tired <laughs> so yeah that's fair I think we're, we've all been there yeah how about you what was the best part of your week um best part of my week uh was Saturday um I think I even said in the last episode that the best part of my week was the beach but it's gonna be the beach again guys Uh, this time though, it's a specific time that I went to the beach. So it's a little different. Um, basically I were like, I just wanted to go lay on the beach all day. Like that's pretty much what my heart was set on for Saturday. Um, I love the beach. I love just like chilling out. And I love that the water is finally warm enough to actually go in now because for the longest time, um, where I live, it is just so cold. It feels like an ice bath, even if it's like 90 degrees outside until this time of year. So, I just love it, like going there and being able to go in the water and kind of just like, uh, you know, body surf the waves and like hang out and stuff and then just lay on the beach. And it's just so relaxing. So I got to do that. Um, and I even like texted some friends to see if anyone wanted to come. And it just turned out that everyone ended up being busy, which is totally fine. Um, but I was like, you know, what? I'm still going to go. I'm going to like go and just hang out on the beach and just read a book or something and lay there. And honestly, it was so relaxing and just very like soothing, you know, to just like <laughs> lay there in the sun. It was perfect weather. Um, and then my husband came in with one of his friends and they were surfing. So I was just kind of like chilling out and we went and got coffee afterwards and it was just a great time. So that was definitely the best part of my week. Living the dream. That is the dream. Yes. Beach it and is. iced coffee. It is. Yes. Also, there's this place um, like down by the beach where we live. 
and they have the best coconut lattes. And like, I'd never had one before I tried it. And honestly, I'm not like a huge coconut flavored fan, unless it's like a pina colada or like right. a sparkling water or something like that. But anything that's like candy or chocolate or anything else really like coconut flavored, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but for some reason their lattes are just so good with like coconut flavor. It's just the right amount that it's just kind of like this hint of coconut just tastes like you're drinking summer. Like it's just, yeah, it's wonderful. So yeah. I feel like coconut is kind of a hard flavor to nail down to be it honest. Is. Yeah. I don't trust most places. With it. No, me neither. <laughs> this place does a good job. So when I found that, um, like that latte last year, I was like, okay. And now I literally like crave it every summer. I'm like, okay, we have to go get coconut latte. So yeah, it's very good. Very refreshing. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we just kind of wanted to jump into what this topic is all about for today. We kind of wanted a more chillax episode. Um, most of our episodes, I feel like we put more research into, we kind of structure them. We have an outlined grid of where we really want to go um, because we're either trying to kind of dissect a topic or explain a topic, whatever it may be. But this one, we kind of just wanted to kind of just have a conversation about not growing weary and doing good. Because as Christians, I think that as Liv mentioned right at the top of this episode, we we want to find purpose. We want to find meaning in the things that we do on a daily basis. And sometimes it's hard. Like when your day is just the same thing every single day and it gets monotonous or kind of on the flip side, I mean, maybe you have kids and your life is just a constant craziness roller coaster ride. And you don't, it's hard to catch your breath and you just don't feel like you get to um, really stop and get to think about those things. And I just think that we kind of all struggle with this at certain times in our lives, just feeling like the stuff we're doing doesn't have a lot of purpose or meaning, or it's not really amounting to anything. This is certainly something that I struggle with because I, I tend to be a pretty ambitious person and I'm very goal oriented and task oriented. That's just how I'm kind of hardwired. So um, with work and with the different vocations that I have in my personal life, I can kind of feel like I'm not accomplishing much or I'm not really getting really far. And so when you're waking up every day and you're doing your daily work schedule, it can be sometimes hard to feel like that's really going anywhere or you're doing anything for the kingdom. Um, so that's kind of my personal experience with it. Something that I struggle with for sure. I feel like it's more of a mental battle than anything else, um, but it can certainly still be just as valid and challenging. Um, but do you kind of have any like personal experience with that or is, is it just me or no, for sure. I mean, I, uh, definitely learned kind of how to find contentment and encouragement and purpose in everyday life the hard way, mm -hmm. because I truly believe that in every season of our lives that we're placed where God wants us to be. Um, you know, it's not like there are certain times in our lives where God kind of dropped the ball and he's like, oh, well, I didn't mean for them to go there, but oh, oh well, it'll work out. <laughs> you know, like it's not how it goes. Like God is so much more sovereign than that. So um, I definitely fought that um, and accepting that, you know, principle for probably the last like two years of my life. <laughs> um, and I've, you know, fought it before, but definitely the last two years just because um, for me personally, um, I know we've talked about kind of the different things that we're interested in on this podcast, but for me, I have wanted to work in full-time ministry now for a number of years. And I've always wanted to work in an industry where I was helping people in some way. I was pointing them to Christ. Like I always wanted to work in an industry where I was like very focused on people and in, on pointing them to the truth of the gospel and of Jesus. And so in that obviously ministry is like kind of the common sense <laughs> choice there, you know, like wanting to go into full-time ministry. And I started, you know, working on my master's degree to kind of go into that industry and really wanted to be educated on it so that I could do the best job possible. So I could represent everything, um, truthfully and well, um, but in the meantime, I didn't exactly get the experience of, well, you're going to start working on this now, you know, like you're going to just be like thrown into ministry and you're going to figure it out and you're going to learn along the way, like 
that's not exactly what happened. I just kind of started working at a desk job and, you know, just working uh, nine to five. I mean, we all know it's eight to five, but nine to five, whatever. Um, <laughs> nine to five job um, where it's, it is just kind of the same thing day in and day out. And you're not really, I wasn't doing, I'm still not really doing uh, anything work-wise that has anything to do with ministry. <laughs> um, it's all, you know, desk job and processing things and projects and things like that. Not that that's like a bad thing. And we'll get to that, you know, later on in this episode, actually, and that, you know, you can do those things to the glory of God. But just at the time I was like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what am I actually doing? I feel so purposeless. Just feel like this has no meaning. This isn't getting me anywhere that I wanted to be. Like, I'm learning in my classes, but like, I can't even apply any of these things because I'm not working in ministry. And my husband works in ministry as well. So it's like, alongside all of that, I was kind of, I was able to help him in different things, which was a huge blessing, um, still is. But at the same time, there was kind of a part of me that was like, but he gets to do that right now. So like, why do I have to be here doing this? Like, why can't I do that? And it just kind of became this endless cycle of me constantly just feeling discontented um, and just almost angry and just sad, you know, that I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing. And I just felt like everything I was doing was meaningless. Mm -hmm. It just didn't mean anything. And I wasn't getting anywhere that I wanted to go. And I feel like through that, God really had to teach me. I mean, number one, patience, but also just kind of had to teach me like that he hadn't dropped the ball in my life. Like I, I was where I was supposed to be. And that was something I didn't want to accept at first. Like I wanted to be like, no, I'm not supposed to be here. I was only supposed to be here for like two months. Right. And then I could move on, but that was not the case. And yeah, it was just something I really had to learn, learn how to accept God's encouragement through his word and to rest and be content in the fact that he is sovereign and that he has placed me where I'm at. And even if it's not where I necessarily want to be in my life. You know, it's not like my end goal. It's not the end game. It still has purpose and there's still like growth that comes with where I'm at. Um, and also just that it's not purposeless, that it's not meaningless in any way, that it can all be done to the glory of God, no matter how monotonous it might seem. So all that to say, yes, I definitely have experience in this topic. <laughs> and it's honestly, I think it's a constant battle for all of us at one point or another. Yeah, what you said about everything having purpose is kind of interesting to me because there's so many things I look back on my life, uncomfortable situations I was put in, like by God for a purpose, for the purpose of me learning and growing. And I would not be the person I am without those things. Mm -hmm. As cheesy as that sounds, right? That I would not have otherwise learned those things unless I had to experience them. Someone like you can tell someone something all, all the day long, but unless they actually experience it themselves, they're not going to grow through that. So, I mean, even the hardship and the things that I, the challenges that I've experienced in, in this current job that I'm at is something I would have not otherwise gotten from another job. I, ha I had to learn it from this. And so mm -hmm. it's interesting to me that for, at least for myself, I know God has a pattern. Like I know fully well in my mind with all confidence that I'm in a position for a reason, because I've seen him in the past do it over and over again. He'll use something that was challenging to grow me, to make me a better person, to make me stronger right. and grow my faith. But yet right now in the situation I'm in right now, I don't like it, but I know, I know in a couple of years time, I look back <laughs> and I'll appreciate it. And it kind of almost shows our faithlessness sometimes, or our moments of faithlessness that we certainly know there's a pattern God's shown it over and over again, but yet it's really still hard for us to accept in this current moment. Like it's so hard to, for us to mentally break outside of our timeline of what we, when we wish things would start and end and what we think would be right for yeah. our timelines. Yeah. I could not agree more. I mean, hindsight is 2020, right? So it's like, we always kind of look back. Um, and I think even in God's faithfulness, like we look back and we're like, well, he's always been faithful to me, you know, like he's never left me. But then like in the moment you're like, what are you doing? I'm where, why am I here? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I in this place? And then of course, like you said, in a couple of years, we'll probably look back and be like, yes, God was so faithful. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, choosing those to believe that now, yeah. uh, rather than only looking back and seeing it then. Um, 
yeah, because I agree. I'm also, I'm not the same person I was when I started the position that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I would have hated to admit it a year ago, I definitely am not. And I have learned a lot and I have grown a lot. Um, and, you know, I can see that in like a lot mm-hmm. of different situations in my life, you know, glory to God. So, um, yeah, definitely yeah. true. I think it's, it's sad, it's, but true, but not <laughs> right. But when you're in it, it's so much harder to see when, when you're growing yeah. weary and doing your good, the good things. Cause in that time, my, my husband would have said like, and my parents would have said like, live it, live for now. Like do everything, put your 100% into it now. And I've been like, no, like, don't say that to me. I don't <laughs> like, want to, but I don't that. like I, right now. <laughs> I don't want to hear that this is going to be good for me, but yeah, here I am, you know, year or so later. Agree. And I 100% agree with it, but yeah, you don't want to waste that time is what I'm saying during the challenge, during the, the weariness, you don't, I don't want to look back and kind of regret the way I behaved or the things I said or how I was just because I was weary, all that to say. <laughs> but I think you can come really this, this discouragement in the monotony, in the purposelessness kind of comes from forgetting where our purpose comes from, because we tend to place it in the outcomes that we are, or are not seeing. So on the one mm-hmm. hand, if we're seeing outcomes that we like, we must think, oh, this must be right. Like I'm where I want to be. I'm achieving, I'm having success in my career or in other vocations, whatever role you may be playing in your life right now and be prideful. But then the flip side kind of is if it's not going well, you're unhappy, you're not content. It can cause angerness at God, anger at God, whatever it may be. And it really comes back to the fact that we're forgetting that our purpose in lives is to glorify Christ, to know mm-hmm. him more deeply as we grow in our sanctification. And that precedes any title we have, any vocation we have, what position we hold or what industry we're in. Even all those things fall away. All those things fall away because God's glory and his sanctification in our life is not contained by the circumstances we find ourselves in. So that's number one to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other thing too, that that I found really interesting as I was um, I learned in my ethics class about this book um, by Tim Keller called every good endeavor. And he, it's kind of a theology of work for the Christian, how, how work plays in with our lives and our, you know, just our daily experience. And it talks about dualism. And I don't think that, I don't think Keller came up with this idea, but I, he, he is the first person that I read it from. So that's just kind of where I'm citing that from. And he kind of explains that there's this idea that we're kind of split in two, almost like we have to always be doing something overtly Christian for it to be glorifying to God, or else it's not building the kingdom. Or the other side is like, we don't do anything at all because if it's not Christian, then it's not for God. And so we kind of feel this flip side coin all the time as Christians being pulled this way and that, especially if you don't work in a Christian organization, maybe you're not supposed to be overtly religious or talk about your faith, whatever it may be. We feel that push and pull. We kind of feel like our spiritual lives and our daily lives are disjointed or that they're separate things. And that's a really major pitfall that we run into as Christians and that we should not fall prey to that idea that we can only operate as Christian when we're at church on Sundays. And then that we can't operate as Christian Monday through Friday at a job we hate doing things we hate every single day with working with people we don't like being around. Like, no, it doesn't matter. What matters is that your identity is, precedes everything else first. So that's kind of something that we have to encourage ourselves with. That, that's something Liv and I have to encourage ourselves with all the time, that, that that our identity in Christ and our purpose to glorify Christ cannot be limited or boxed in by whatever we're going through. Right. Yeah. I think the concept of like a duality of those two things um, is super interesting to me. Cause it's like basically that, that concept, um, I'm trying to think of where it came from. Um, cause you're right. It's not Tim Keller. It's like a really ancient idea. Yeah. So it's basically like talking about, there's the, the debate between dualism and monism. Um, so it's basically just kind of like, uh, dualism is your body and your mind. Are they two different things or are they the same? Are they joined together? Um, and kind of in this way, it's like if we were two separate things, just our body and our mind, then, you know, we might be like accustomed to thinking, I guess, that uh, we would have to be doing something completely Christian in order for it to like Matter. count, I yeah. guess, because it's not like it's not a physical thing then and they're separate um, in that way, if that makes any sense. Um, whereas monism is like the concept that we are all, you know, one 
being together, um, mind, body, soul. So it's like Mm -hmm. all those things together create one person and like you act as one being, I guess, if you will, (laughs) one human. Um, But yeah, so I definitely think that's a super interesting concept. Yeah, I think that it's really dangerous to compartmentalize, (laughs) compartmentalize things and separate them. Because if there's anything that we learn from the Bible, it's that everything you do counts. It matters. God sees all of it. I mean, he says that he looks at the heart. He sees what you're doing and your intentions underneath the surface. So again, really important to not compartmentalize those things, separate them when you're going about your daily tasks or your daily life. So again, it's that our true, a true and lasting contentment is based on what we attribute our purpose to and that you do have the power to change that as much as you may be putting your identity in your job, you can stop doing that right now. Like, trust me, it's, it's something that I've done for a long time and you can cut that off at the root. It's, it's really important to recognize that that with the power of the Holy spirit, that you can't be free from that. They don't have to, you don't have to live in that forever and just, just stay in that like mental pit of like, I'll never, I'll never get where I want to be, or I'm really not enjoying what I'm doing now in my day life, whatever it may be. Um, so again, all those things, all those things, those achievements are, you know, our worldly success, our job titles, even like our friendships, sometimes the relationships we gain from success or whatever, I mean, those fall away, those things fade. And then we're somehow surprised when we feel empty, like at the end of all of that. So again, really important. The true and lasting contentment is found in Christ alone, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of where you are. Uh, it's even, you know, it's Paul's words in Philippians four, uh, where he says that, he knows what it's like to be in need. I'm just going to read here from 12 to 13. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in weight. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can exist. I can live. I can flourish and I can do great things for the kingdom in with little or with a lot. Because again, about the heart intention and really who you're working for. So just to remind yourself, like, who are you working for? Is it for yourself? Is it for God? Because from that flows, I think, a lot of the answers to the rest of the questions that you may be asking yourself. Yeah, I think as human beings, we kind of all have this innate sense of needing to know what our purpose is. Um, Like we are all very purpose-driven beings. And so I think in that if contentment and purpose go hand in hand, like if contentment is really based on what you attribute your purpose to, then if you attribute it to worldly things or anything that isn't infinite, um, you know, isn't transcendent above everything that we have in front of us, it's never going to last and it's never going to stand as your life kind of ebbs and flows either. Because life is constantly changing, (laughs) you know, like it's never going to be the same throughout the entire time that you're, you know, on this earth. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that, if you attribute your purpose to a job or a person or, you know, what have you, the job might fall through at some point, that person might not be in your life in a couple of years, you know, um, it really just depends on, you know, what happens in your life. Um, and so honestly, if we attribute our purpose to those things, then we're not always going to be content. Whereas if we attribute our purpose, um, and our meaning to Christ into glorifying him and knowing him and enjoying him forever, that's something that doesn't fade. That's not something that can fail. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not something that we'll lose either and not even just on this earth, but for all eternity. Yeah. I wanted to add that even, even with success, like your success ends with you. Like when, when your life is done and you're standing before God, like, what is that? What purpose does that serve you anymore? Right. It goes, it goes down with you. Like it goes, if you're the ship, your success, your title, your money, whatever, like it goes down with the ship. Right. And so it's, it can't take it with you. It's not to be held on to that. We can put our confidence in what is known instead of those unknowns, like even, even jobs, like even something as trivial as what it seems like you know, having job security, it seems like, oh, like my job will be there tomorrow, but you don't always know that. I mean, things right. like COVID happened, people got laid off, like who thought their jobs were going to be secure forever. And so just a reminder again, that the things you think that are known and are secure or under your control are definitely not <laughs> under your control and are yeah. not always known are not always given. So that's not a guarantee we're ever given. The one guarantee is God, his power and his everlasting. So I'd like to put my confidence in that. Yes. Agreed. For sure. 
Yeah. And with that, um, kind of moving on to our next point, just wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that we can do all things to the glory of God. Um, because sometimes it is easy to feel discontent and ultimately like this is, you know, when our purpose is not in the right place necessarily, but I feel like sometimes it can almost be like really close, but it's not quite Christ. And I'll explain what I mean. It's like, sometimes people will be like their purpose and their contentment uh, depends on their ministry or it depends on their family or it depends on their church body or serving the church and all those things. While those are incredible things, those are great things. Um, you know, things that should be on like high on the priority list in our life, they should not be above Christ himself. And so I think in that it's important to remember that like we can do all things for the glory of God, but we need to make sure that our focus and our purpose and our contentment lies in Christ himself um, and God himself. But when we are doing things that don't necessarily have to do with serving the kingdom or serving the church, it is important to remember that we can do all things to the glory of God as well. So um, you can be working in a secular place and glorify God there. You can be doing something that um, might not be, you know, what you want to be doing for the long haul and you can glorify God there. You know, you might be in a situation where you feel alone or you feel like you're not surrounded by a community of people and you can still exist and serve for the glory of God there, you know, um, for instance, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And he literally says whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, like he's not even talking about huge things. <laughs> like, um, you know, he didn't say whether you go to work every day at your secular job. He said whether you eat or drink, that means like you could eat a hamburger to the glory of God, just being <laughs> thankful for that food that God has provided for you and like glorifying him in that. Like, so basically saying whatever you do, you can glorify God in that. So that could be, you know, any, anything that you're doing day to day, basically. Um, and this means that like, even if you're not following your dreams or you're not stepping into your calling at this time in your life, um, you're not sitting in limbo. Like you're not sitting in purposelessness and you're not, you know, like we said earlier, it's not like God's dropped the ball in your life where you just have no direction and you're not learning anything. You're not moving forward in any way. Um, that's just simply not true because we have purpose in the mere fact that we can glorify God in our current season of life, no matter what that is and no matter what that looks like. Did you have any thoughts on that, Allison? Yeah, I had two things to add. I have to say them quickly before I forget. Um, before I forget them. The first thing I wanted to say is that I really appreciate that you brought up 1 Corinthians 10 because in the context of that verse, um, Paul is talking about um, different convictions that people have um, about um, eating meat and I believe what has been offered in sacrifice. And there was an issue within the church that some people didn't feel right about that. They had the conviction that they shouldn't eat that meat. And there are some people that were fine with it and mm -hmm. there was issues. And so Paul was kind of saying like, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do to the glory of God, because you can help strengthen your neighbor's faith by doing good to him and by behaving in such a way that doesn't bring him down or doesn't make him stumble in such a way that right. doesn't make him violate his conscience. That's so, that's so powerful because it's literally just food. There's right. so many different like little tasks and little things that you can do that, that benefit others that are also just as basic as eating the sustenance that you need to make it through your day and just for your body to, body to physically stay alive. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the first thing that th those things are so little, but they can serve such a great purpose, but they can also create such harm that it is important with the little things that you do in your life to be mindful about what they're doing, the, the effect that they have. And then the second thing I wanted to say is to add on to what we were saying earlier is just a reminder too, that the, we've talked about nature versus nurture, but just a reminder that the way that our culture will influence how we think about ourselves, about our jobs and our success, and then also sin and how sin entered the world. And again, that we're wanting to create our own purpose instead of live into the one that God gave us already. Mm -hmm. uh, and just as a reminder to peel back those layers that you may have 
to kind of mentally conquering what feels like this mountain of purposelessness that just to be aware of the the biases that you may have or the layers that you have or the the, just the constructs in your mind that make you think you have to have a certain amount of something or be a certain amount of something to be successful or even being doing doing something for the kingdom of God because this is pervasive not just in in like secular culture and in the business world whatever you want to call it but it's also within the church there's this idea like you have to be doing this thing or holding this particular position or role to be doing something for the glory of God. And that's just simply not true. Like you can change the the diaper for the, the glory of God. Like you can take out the trash to the glory of God. You can shine the shoes for the glory of God. Like I could go on and on about the list, but those two points that I want to make is just tying them together. That it's really the little things that, that really bring purpose at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So to be mindful, to be intentional with, both of those things in your life. Yeah. I think I love that you brought up like just how powerful even just sustenance can be. Um, I don't know if it's getting off topic necessarily, but (laughs) um, like one of the things that me and my husband truly believe and like try to practice um, in the ministries that we're a part of at our church is like just the, the power, the bonding of like sharing a meal with someone or like, sharing a cup of coffee with someone like just sitting down eating food together and just like talking and hearing about each other's lives and encouraging each other um and you know talking about God's word and just like just being able to have that time to truly like bond with one another but also to exhort each other and to just build each other up like those times are so refreshing and they're so I'm trying to think of the right word. I was going to say vital. Yeah. I guess that's a good word. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Right I mean, they are vital. I think just not necessarily the eating part, but just like, <laughs> you know, vital to, to be together and to just spend time with one another. And like, we see that modeled in Jesus's ministry too, like throughout the Bible and like having meals with his disciples and, um, you know, with other people that he might not necessarily have <laughs> been, um, it might not be like with the people that you'd expect him to be with. Like we see that too. Um, you know, that's why like the Pharisees were like, why are you with these people? Like, these are not your people because they're the sinners and the tax collectors, whatever. Um, but yeah, like that can just be so, I think important and so powerful. Like you were saying, just to kind of share a meal with someone just to talk about your lives. It doesn't even have to be other people in the church. Like it can be in a different setting where you just invite people into that. Like, Um, there is this couple at our church that does, um, dinners at their house every week. And it's always like, it's, it's usually like college age based, but anyone's welcome. So they invite like all these college students into their house just to like eat a meal together and like anyone's welcome. And we've seen that just be so powerful and like grow so much. Like people just show up where you're like, how did you even hear about this? Who are you? Like, yeah. Like, who are you? How did you even hear about this? Um, but again, you just like sit down and you talk to each other and you share a meal together. Like there's just something about that. That's just so powerful. And it's just so bonding. And it's just, a, it's a great way for ministry and for evangelism to happen too, to like invite people into that. So I love that. It's very true. Like the smallest things that we do on a day-to-day basis, like eating dinner can be used in such a powerful way if we're, you know, willing to, to do that. Yeah. And to your point about being willing to do that, it's not, I don't, I think what also precedes being willing is noticing the opportunity and recognizing it when it arises, yeah. because like in a snapshot of a moment, it can be gone and right. recognizing that there, there are like short moments in your day that God is placing an opportunity for ministry in front of your face. And right. it depends on, first of all, if you see it or not. And then the second choice is to accept it or not and to live into it or not. But asking God to give you the wisdom to recognize those moments when they're in your life, because I've certainly had moments in my life where I missed an opportunity to say, or do something that I think the Holy spirit wanted me to do. But Mm -hmm. I've also had moments where there's someone in front of me and they need something. And I can just tell God's like, yeah, this is one of those moments. Like this is your opportunity. So I don't want you to waste it. And so like just praying for God to help you see them and then give you the strength to, to say, yes, like here I am, I'm going to do it just seeing the opportunity, first of all. Yeah. Seize the opportunity, people. Mm-hmm. They're it. hard. I mean, they're hard to see sometimes. Like they can hide. They can hide behind 
like those daily monotonous things you hate. I mean, even with our jobs, which are both, uh, um, I mean, we're in the same job, but they're customer right. service. Based. So <laughs> yes. what feels like a complete chore, like processing a form or doing something extremely monotonous and boring sometimes is actually huge service to the customer, to the client or whatever they're needing in the moment. Because certainly in our jobs, there's moments where it's our choice whether or not to make a movement on something that can have a pretty big effect on uh, someone's account or how, how they move forward. So again, the little things, little right. things like see the opportunity, see the moment and take it. So with that said, we did want to kind of give some practical tips for just enjoying the day-to-day and finding purpose, finding joy. And these are things that we tell ourselves all the time and tell each other all the time yeah. to find joy in the mundane. I mean, we have whole conversations about ordering our groceries, like what smoothie or coffee we made ourselves, like all those little things that that bring joy day-to-day. It sounds super cheesy, but it really can be anything. Going on a walk during your lunch break, like making yourself a really good iced coffee or a nice tea. Uh, going outside in the morning before work, having lunch with a friend, sitting down for a meal or dinner uh, with someone you haven't seen in a while. We really don't mean this in a trivial matter because I feel like you'll find this kind of tips anywhere. Like you'll see it in self-help books, like Instagram, TikTok, whatever. But we mean it truly. We mean it truly because what we're seeing is that they're a gift from God. We enjoy those good gifts that we receive from our Father God in heaven who loves us and wants us to enjoy our lives. Truly, mm-hmm. who made us not for any sadistic like reason, but because he loves us and he also wanted to share love and to like for us to enjoy the world that he created. That, that was the purpose to enjoy it, to fill it, and to subdue it, to take care of it. So we really do see those opportunities, those little things in life, like as something to be cherished, as something to to thank God when we have that and to like attribute it back to him and then to share it with others. Like you said, sharing the meal or whatever it may be, inviting other people into those opportunities to enjoy life with you. Yeah, for sure. Our um, church is actually doing a series on Ecclesiastes right now. And uh, not going to lie, you know, the first couple of chapters are bleak, rough. you know, they're <laughs> rough. Like you're just reading them and you're like, all right, so what is the purpose? Like, and so my pastor kind of said something that I didn't expect him to say. Like, um, he did definitely say that, you know, obviously, like when we see this purposeless mindset, that this is kind of what every person who is not a believer has to face. Mm. Um, because they don't have the hope of Christ in their Mm. lives. And like, they ultimately have to reckon with that at some point, even if they try to avoid it as much as possible. But he, he didn't just talk about like the fact that, you know, we can rejoice because we have hope in the gospel. Like, obviously that is the biggest joy. That's something that should provide us joy literally throughout our entire lives and all of eternity. But he did talk about like the fact that like God gives us little joys in life. And he means for us to enjoy them, you know? So it's like those little things might seem like kind of stupid suggestions, if you will, I guess, Um, because I feel like we always see like the little plaques on like Pinterest that they're like, enjoy the little things, like that kind of stuff, or it's the little things. Um, But honestly, it really is like those things are simple joys in life that really can brighten your day, can make a day better. Um, and I know I can say that as someone who did not take advantage of them for a very long time and taking advantage of multiple like little joys daily throughout life has made my life just seem and feel a lot brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, because for a long time I was kind of sulking, like what I was talking about, like before, like my, I guess, journey, if you will, <laughs> to like, just realizing like I'm where I'm supposed to be, um, at one point I definitely was hulking. I was just like going to work and coming home, watching TV until I had to go to bed and then like waking up and just like doing it all over again. And honestly, it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it I mean, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And it's just like, I started slowly kind of working things into my routine of just like things that I knew were like necessary to enjoy life, if you will. So like I started going to workout classes in the morning and started like starting my day with that. I started, um, you know, making moves at my job to make the job that I had 
more bearable, more like enjoyable for what it was, you know? And I started trying to do my best to like, I say doing my best because I will admit I don't do it every day, but like (laughs) reading my Bible before work and like Mm -hmm. centering my mind on like what's actually important in life. And then like getting excited about what I'm going to eat for lunch. And like, it sounds dumb, but I swear (laughs) it definitely makes your life just so much brighter or like planning something for after work being like, I'm going to go take a walk with my husband after work. I'm going to go like, we're going to go get dinner tonight, even though it's like a Tuesday, you know, um, we don't have to wait till Saturday to do anything fun. Like we can do something fun tonight. We're going to go play tennis. We're going to do this, you know? And like just those little joys in life genuinely just make it so much more bearable and just so much brighter. So I definitely think that those things are important. Yeah. I think it also depends on the way you view your life as either something really bleak that you have to create joy in or something Mm -hmm. God created joy for that also has bleakness in it because of sin. Like Mm -hmm. if you're looking at as like a, like a dark picture and you're one, you're the one that has to add the light, that's really exhausting. And that's really wearying and kind of self-defeating. Right. And the flip side of that coin is like a beautiful, bright picture. It's the one the Lord painted, but there are going to be challenges. There are going to be dark spots. There is me those hard times. And like, trust us, we wouldn't be saying that kind of cheesy stuff if we didn't really believe it and experience ourselves. Like we have conversations on a daily basis about those little things that we have to enjoy. And they're, they're not always going to come like easily. It's not always going to be something as simple as like having an iced coffee. It it might be something that you have to do really intentionally, go up, get up early and go to a workout class because you know, Mm -hmm. it's good for your body. You know, it's going to steward your body in a healthy way. So it's, they're not always going to be things that just come to you very easily. You're going to have to work for some of them. You're going to have to work. Sometimes it might be an uphill battle sometimes to, to find that meaning and, you know, to not be weary in doing the good, but to, to come full force at it, to bring your 100% because you're doing it for the glory of God, instead of just trying to prop yourself up for whatever reason you might be seeking. It brings a whole, whole new outlook to the game. And it, it's really transformed the way I just live my daily life. I, I, I will say I was in kind of that sulking mode for a long time and it's just really like such a waste of time. I mean, I lived in that state for, I would say several months, like up to a year, maybe longer than that. of just mm-hmm. being super unhappy with my daily life and man, it's exhausting. It's so <laughs> you bring other people around you down. I mean, there's not much to enjoy. Like you're living for, there's right. not a lot you're living for. It's just depressing and it's dark and pointless. And I look back at that period. I'm like, wow, that was a waste of time. I could have been doing so much more. I could have been pouring into my relationships. I could have been doing, I don't like a myriad of other things, but yeah, that's just all to say, like we we're really saying this from personal experience and right. to hopefully learn from our mistakes or take the good things out of what we've learned and that we want to right. share. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say like, obviously there's something to be said, like if you're dealing with like depression or something Mm -hmm. like that. Obviously that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about um, actual physical ailments that you're experiencing or mental ailments that you're experiencing that are like hindering you from doing that. We're talking about like a mindset, like an attitude that you can just actively change on your own, but you choose not to because you want to sit in self-pity and, you know, feel sorry for yourself, which honestly I do that way too much, (laughs) like way too much. Um, like my husband is great at calling me out for it. Um, and in the moment I don't usually like it, but he's usually right. (laughs) Like he'll tell me you need to stop talking about this this way because you're feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, usually, you know, immediately I'm kind of like, how dare you? But then like two (laughs) seconds later, I'm like, yeah, I am. Aren't I, um, you know, just (laughs) like knowing, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, it's like the defensiveness that arises because you know that it's true, but you don't hundred percent. Yeah. So you're like, what I am. Yeah, I'm doing that. Um, but yeah, anyway, but I will say, I feel like when you, like you were saying, Allison, just a second ago, like when you do center yourself on the purpose of your life, which is ultimately Christ and glorifying him, then you can kind of take on those joys, knowing that they're something that God created and gave us as gifts, um, to enjoy and to live our lives, um, you know, in a way that glorify him, but also are enjoyable to us, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just through little things like that, even. So, um, with that said, it is important that we keep our focus in the right place. You know, we keep our 
centrality in our lives and our purpose ultimately on Christ himself. And that's not just something that comes, you know, naturally necessarily. Like obviously we have as believers, the indwelling of the Holy spirit, which sanctifies us and which, you know, will always lead us back to him. But as a daily practice, this truly is a spiritual discipline, you know, um, and discipline is not something that, you know, obviously we all know the definition of the word, but it's not something that just comes easily. It's something that you have to work at. Um, and so this is really a spiritual discipline, just spending time in the word, you know, knowing God and learning more about him and reminding ourselves daily what our lives are truly about, which is him. Um, I will also say something that helped me throughout um, these last couple of years and even now, especially is also like getting involved in serving with your church or with ministries that you feel called to with other believers, this helps so much because even if like the central focus of your life at that time, or not even the central focus of your life, that's a bad way to put it. Even if what you spend most of your time doing doesn't seem like it's what you were called to do in the long run, um, you know, it's where you're at right now and you can spend your extra time or your free time, you know, doing the things that you feel like God has called you to. Um, and that truly does help you feel like you have a purpose because it's like, sometimes like you might, you know, spend your day doing your work and you really are trying your best to be centered on Christ and do your job to the glory of God. Um, but then you might still kind of feel like, yeah, but I just still really wish I was doing such and such fill in the blank, or I really wish I was being, I could serve in this way full time or whatever. Um, but you can do that on the side. You know, like that's definitely helped me a lot. Like, um, I don't have that much free time just doing everything. Allison doesn't either. She knows what I'm talking about. But yeah. <laughs> in the free time that I do have, I love to, you know, use any time that I can or any time that I have available to get involved in ministries that I feel called to because it really does give purpose, like outside of just my work that I do every day or like just my schoolwork. Um, you know, it really does. It's very fulfilling to do something that you feel like God is calling you to. Um, and obviously if he's calling you to it, you should do it. So yeah, that definitely helps a lot as well. But yeah. do you have any thoughts on that specifically? Yeah. I just kind of wanted to dissect that a little bit, doing, do things that are not meant expressly to benefit you because mm-hmm. a lot of the time we spend at least me and live, I, I guess I am talking to the general audience of we a lot of time we spend is at work, which is a huge portion of our week. Um, and then Liv and I school work several hours in the week, sometimes several hours a day on top of work. So we may spend a large portion of our time doing things that are for us that are, you know, to earn money so that we can continue to cover our bills and, you know, buy the things that we want. And then school, of course, to, to educate ourselves and to learn, but to Liv's point, is with finding ministries and and things like that is doing things that are expressly meant to benefit others and are not created to benefit yourself and aren't going to add necessarily anything to your life, but you're just doing them for the purpose of serving others. That is why it's so fulfilling because you're not at the end of the day, trying to benefit yourself with it. Yeah. And I think we spend a lot of time in our lives focused on ourselves, obviously, like we're all just (laughs) selfish people. So like we think about ourselves more than we think about anyone else. So it's definitely helpful to take yourself out of that for a while, like intentionally. Um, cause obviously we can try to do that as much as, you know, we possibly can, but like when you actually do something for someone else, you kind of have no choice, but your mind has to follow that. Like, <laughs> it's not like you can just do something, but like constantly still be thinking about yourself. Like if you're doing something for someone else. You're probably going to be thinking about them. So and the last thing that I wanted to say too, is just um, like my last suggestion here would just be to allow time for adjustments as well. And just give yourself grace with that. Um, because I think sometimes, and I've had a lot of experience with this because I don't do super well with change. I wish I did like with big change, but sometimes I feel like you're kind of in a place of your life where you start getting restless and you start being discontent and you start being discouraged. And honestly, it might just be because you're in a new situation that you haven't adjusted to yet. And not that that like gives excuse to have a bad attitude about it necessarily, or to sulk or feel sorry for yourself. But I know for me personally, like sometimes I'm just going through a huge season of change 
And it's a lot easier for those feelings to seem very overwhelming when I haven't adjusted to something. And I know like it depends on what it is for me, for instance, like the job that I'm in now, I started working full time right out of college and I've worked full time before, but I was not doing school while working full time at that point. And the job was just like worlds different because it was very like, it was like a managerial position. So it was like trying to keep a team together and like very much like person face to face kind of thing. Whereas like this was more of a desk job. And honestly, it probably took me a good year to become adjusted to working full time in the capacity that I'm working right now and doing school at the same time. And having just gotten married at the time that I started all those things and moving to a new city, there was a lot of change happening (laughs) for me. And I think I really didn't give myself any grace with that. Like I thought that um, I would just have to adjust to it as soon as possible, like very, very quickly. And then immediately I just thought, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be doing something else because uh, this can't possibly be like where I'm supposed to be at right now. And honestly, I think a big part of that at the time was just the fact that like I needed to allow myself to kind of settle in and like just adjust to all the change and not like immediately be like, oh, I want to run away from this because this is really hard. So basically just to reiterate that adjusting to changes takes time and sometimes it takes a lot of it. (laughs) So you might be feeling discouraged or hopeless partially, not all, you know, all the way, but maybe partially just because you haven't adjusted to a change yet. So, you know, in that, just give yourself grace. It takes time sometimes um, and definitely like chase after the Lord in that because I know that that brings a lot of peace and a lot of rest when it seems like nothing else is peaceful or restful in any way. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. Just amen to all that. But with that said, that is what we have time for today, guys. We are so thankful that you joined us for this episode. We hope it was encouraging. We hope that if you are going through a time right now where you're kind of feeling purposeless, that um, this was edifying to you, that you've walked away uh, just with some helpful tools for beginning to overcome that. Um, This has certainly been a journey we've been on are still on right now. So again, mm-hmm. like giving yourself grace and all of that. So we're just, we're grateful that you join us for this one. We hope that you will tune in next week for a really fun episode that we're excited about. We're doing a character study. We're going to kind of zoom in on one person's life. Uh, so that will be really, really fun. Make sure to tune in for that. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Cedar and Cypress pod. And if you have episode suggestions or questions, comments, whatever it might be, feel free to email Cedar and Cypress pod at gmail.com. We will see you next time. Bye.